Welcome to this podcast series Transform Your Life by Understanding Bhagavad Gita. This is your host Dr. Sanjeev Haribhakti and I'm here not just because I am a surgeon by profession but because I am a student of Vedanta since 2008 with the blessings of my teacher Guru Ma Samananda Saraswati ji at Samadarshan Ashram. Om Shri Paramatmane Namaha The fifth adhyaya of Shri Bhagavad Gita the Karma Sanyasa Yoga the path of union by the renunciation of actions Krishna here gives much more clarity about the various aspects of karma yoga and describes its importance as a prime path for the spiritual aspirant the path of renouncing the actions karma sanyasa starts with karma yoga later as the maturity of the mind and the understanding sinks in one becomes wiser with knowledge the vision of the wise and the conduct in life are also clearly mentioned krishna describes what is true happiness in life and how we can achieve that and the final three shlokas are the link to the sixth adhyaya related to meditation needed to imbibe this or assimilate this knowledge firmly into our life the purpose of this adhyaya is to get better clarity of the role of karma yoga and karma sanyasa in the spiritual journey of the aspirant the main message of this adhyaya is that without karma yoga there cannot be karma sanyasa what krishna says as two parts initially in the third adhyaya lokesmin dvidha nishta he says is essentially the one path he now describes where karma yoga is chronologically the first stage and knowledge and karma sanyasa is a later stage of the same path to attain the divine the first words of the fifth adhyaya starts with arjuna's question this question arises out of arjuna's dilemma in the last words of the fourth adhyaya Krishna tells Arjuna to destroy the ignorance which is the root cause of all the problems with the sword of knowledge he says tasmat gnana sambhutam ritstam gnana sinatmanaha and get up and fight this war yoga matishto tishta bharata and do your karma do your duties arjuna and hearing this apparently contrasting statements of knowledge and karma arjuna is now faced with a dilemma whether he should pursue actions with the karma yoga attitude or he should renounce the actions and seek the knowledge and this is the basis of his question what is better karma yoga or karma sanyasa the renunciation of karma karma nam sanyasam punaha yogam cha shansasi he says oh krishna you praise both karma yoga and karma sanyasa karma renunciation of actions etayoho e yat ekam tanme bruhi sunishchitam he says out of these two please tell me one which is definitely the most beneficial for me which is shreya out of the four pursuits of humans the chaturtha purushartha that we all pursue in our life the first three the dharma artha and the kama are called the preya pursuits the preya purushartha whereas the final moksha complete internal freedom is the shreya purushartha or the shreya pursuit In essence according to Vedas our final goal in life is our spiritual goal to attain the absolute divinity and become free from all our limited identifications and bondages the other three pursuits are also important in life but they are the means to attain the final pursuit Arjuna asks here Krishna to tell him one choice out of the two 
karma yoga or karma sanyasa which will lead him to the final goal and krishna answers and he says praises karma yoga says it is better than renunciation of action says sanyasah cha karma yogah ubhav nishreya sakarav ubhav he says oh arjuna both karma yoga and karma sanyasa both lead to shreya both lead to upliftment karma yoga but out of the two karma yoga vishishyate he says karma yoga is better than the renunciation of actions krishna says out of these two if you have to choose one karma yoga is a preferred for you the majority of the people are suitable for karma yoga as the first step in the spiritual journey as most of us are highly attached to karma or actions and we take this opportunity to purify our actions by doing it in the correct way with the right internal attitude in the vedas based on our eligibility we are given the preferred path in the upanishad the gnana is a better eligible path for the seeker who is more much more enlightened karma yoga is a very important tool for dissolving our impurities such as our strong likes and dislikes raga dvesha shithilikaran leading to purification of our inner mind antakarana shuddhi which will only make us suitable to pursue the path of knowledge only such a mature mind can be ready for the understanding of the divine knowledge the gnana now krishna praises and equates karma yogi to a sanyasi he says yona dveshtina kankshati one who does not have any strong attractions repulsions raga dvesha gneya sanitya sanyasi know that this karma yogi is a ever sanyasi nidvandvahi sukham bandhyat pravuchyate by getting above his strong likes and dislikes by being in samatva he achieves the internal bliss from all the life bondages in the eyes of krishna a karma yogi who renounces fruits of actions is actually the same as sanyasi who renounces all the prescribed karma krishna says karma yoga and self knowledge are the same path sankhya yoga prathak bala pravadantina panditah he says knowledge and karma yoga they give different fruits it is said only by immature people like children not by the knowledgeable or the wise people ekamapi samyag astitah ubhayo vindate phalam he says if a person is well determined on one path for both the final result is the same it is a knowledge leading to freedom gnana se moksha the final result of the goal that you achieve on both the paths he says is the same only immature people with limited understanding believe that karma yoga do not lead us to the goal of or knowledge and karma and knowledge are different paths the wise man knows very clearly that karma and knowledge are two different destinations on the same path thus if the person is well determined on the path of karma yoga eventually he will or she will mod- purify his own mind and later pursue the path of knowledge to attain moksha according to krishna for both the goal is knowledge which leads to freedom yat sankhyai prapyate sthanam the state which is achieved by knowledge the eternal freedom or moksha tadyogairapi gamyate the same state is achieved by karma yoga ekam sankhyam cha yogam cha one who knows well that self knowledge and karma yoga is one and not different yah pashyati sapashyati and that person knows truly he or she has the correct vision the final goal of moksha that is reached by knowledge path by sanyasi is the same goal that is reached by the practice of karma yoga by the householder shri krishna says that the true vision is that there is only one path to attain the spirituality of the divine and that path starts with the right actions with the right attitude 
that is karma yoga and later with the right understanding we attain the divine knowledge by gnana yoga practice and this is the vision of the wise person and that is the correct vision he says without karma yoga sanyasa can become miserable ayogataha sanyasa dukham aptum for one who has not practiced karma yoga renunciation or karma sanyasa is very painful yoga yukta muni brahma nachirenaati gachati he says but one who has practiced karma yoga who has practiced selfless actions he becomes muni or becomes wise acquires the knowledge in no time and achieves liberation therefore karma yoga is the first and the most important step and therefore krishna says it is the preferred than karma sanyasa or renunciation krishna now in the next shloka describes the spiritual journey how from karma yoga we can lead to the knowledge of our own self yoga yukto vishuddhatma bhavati he says one who does karma yoga purifies his or her inner mind and vishuddhatma vijitatma bhavati one who, and this person with a pure inner mind achieves victory over his own self develops a kind of self restraint over mind and body and vijitatma jitendriya bhavati and this person achieves complete control over his own senses which becomes natural and this is a real success of life in the eyes of krishna and that person is able to realize this knowledge sarva bhutatma bhutatma that i manifest as a soul of all the beings and this is the climax of the knowledge kurvarna pinav lipyate even while in action this person does not get bound to actions in this kind of knowledge i manifest as a soul of all the beings sarva bhutatma bhutatma this knowledge makes me understand my true inner self atma as my true nature and wisely we are able to discriminate viveka this from that what is not the true self the anatma and like the body sharira senses indriya mana buddhi all these are the parts of anatma the individual soul is the same as the universal spirit and this is the epitome of the divine knowledge where we are able to firmly know that one tatva the divinity manifests as different beings or things in this existence and this is the knowledge of the wise person the enlightened person and even in knowledge that person does not get bound to actions by knowing his or her true self kurvanapina lipyate in the next two verses krishna shows how a wise person is not bound to actions and how they live in this world says yuktah tatvatvita eva iti manya this is what the wise believe kinchitta karomi i don't do anything i am not doing anything while seeing by listening by touching by smelling while eating while walking sleeping breathing by speaking while purgating by accepting by opening or closing our eyes by the firm understanding that indriyani indriyartheshu vartanta that all the sense organs are engaging in the objects eva manyat kinchit na karomi iti he says firmly believing that i am not doing anything everything is happening at a material plane in the in the in the three gunas of the nature vedanta teaches us that whatever is happening happens at a material plane the seen drashya it happens within the three gunas of the prakruti while our true self the seer the drashta is completely separate from the seen and remains as such always and this clear discrimination viveka between the drashya the seen and the drashta seer is possible only with the awareness of our true self and this is only by possible by wisely discriminating viveka between the two the drashta drashya viveka 
in this way the wise man does not get attached to the karma and how does that wise man conduct in this life bhagwan krishna describes that the wise understands all aspects of karma yoga and does his actions brahmani adhaya yah karmani one who surrenders all the actions to the lord ishwar arpana bhava sangam tyaktva karoti yah performs all the actions without the binding to the fruits of the actions with the prasada buddhi lipyate na sapape na does not get bound to any sins padma patram ivambasa and lives like a lotus leaf in water the wise man has lived entire life with the attitude of karma yoga and thus even after enlightenment continues to live the life in the same way their actions are like an offering to the god ishwararpana bhava like worship to the divine the actions of the wise are so pure and selfless for helping others and they are done with a pure heart for giving back to the society and such actions are very pious and do not cause any sin for them their life is lived like a lotus leaf how it lives in water while the lotus remains completely attached and dry even while staying in the wet water similarly the wise man while staying in this world consisting of all different types of people material possessions does not get attached to people or material prosperity and what are the real benefits of working with this attitude krishna shows in the next words he says the main benefit of karma yoga is inner purification karma yogi performs all the selfless actions with the body mind intellect with the senses karma kurvanti sangam tyaktva and does all these actions without any attachments atma shuddhaye only for the purification of his or her own mind and the final goal is to achieve the purity of the inner mind by doing karma yoga so that he or she then becomes eligible to pursue the path of knowledge ultimately leading to the knowledge of the self which is going to free us from all the bondages what is the benefit of achieving this inner purification bhagwan says the pure mind gives peace and prepares us for the self knowledge yukta karma phalam tyaktva with awareness this karma yogi renounces all the results of actions shantim apnoti naishtikam and that person achieves eternal peace virus ayukta kama karena the unaware the selfish acts by his desires alone phale sakto nibadyate and remains attached to all the results of actions the karma yogi acts without strong likes and dislikes the raga dvesha and accepts all the results of the actions with complete self acceptance without exceptions prasada buddhi they have no qualms or complaints for the results and this attitude brings with it a lot of peace of mind and satisfaction in life they don't keep on having greed for having more and more instead this approach gives their mind a lasting peace shantim apnoti naishtikam bhagwan says and that is why the karma yogi achieves the highest knowledge of the self which gives them the correct understanding of the life and its goals now krishna begins the pure knowledge part the shuddha gnana prakarana he says vashi the wise who has control over the inner self sarva karmani manasa sanyasya renounces all the actions by his mind intellect navadware pure dehi lives in this body with the nine gates our two eyes the two ears the two nostrils the mouth and our excretory and procreatory organs are the nine gates of our body all the senses through which all the knowledge comes in and the karma happens na eva kurvan na karayan by not doing anything and by not getting anything done sukham aste lives happily in this 
body with nine gates with a eternal bliss guru ma while explaining the difference between the unwise and the wise says that the unwise falsely identifies with his or her own body mind complex does pride mithya abhiman kartrutva and thus gets bound to the actions karma and gets a world of pain and misery the sukha dukha rupa sansara however the wise is free from this kartrutva the ego of doership is firmly established in the real self akarta atma swarupa and thus is not bound to the actions karma and its results the karma phala and is liberated from all the actions and its results and this world that is sansara and what is that eternal knowledge what is the divine consciousness bhagwan describes in the next shloka lokasya surjati prabhu the lord creates for humans na kartrutvam no doership pride na karmani no actions neither na karma phala sanyoga neither attachments to the results of the actions swabhavaha tu pravartate but all this happens in the prakruti in the anatma krishna again clearly shows the difference between the true self the atma and the false identification anatma and the prakruti the lord divinity is the creator of this existence the entire creation the prakruti or the nature is created from the divine however the creator and the creation are distinctly different in terms of their attributes the creator in true sense the parmatma is devoid of any attributes in the form of gunas the three gunas and therefore no action happens in the true creator all the actions happen in the creation the prakruti which consists of the three gunas and this is what creates all the actions the karma the pride of the actions kartrutva and the results of the actions karma phala the root cause of this created world the sansara is the ignorance of our real self agnana or avidya on the individual plane or maya on a collective plane which continues this cycle swabhava tu pravartate as a root cause is ignorance agnana of our true self the solution is only true self knowledge atmagnana which can liberate the person from this illusionary world or sansara thus the main problem is the world that is the jagata plus we add our own judgments and which creates a perceived world the sansara which is the cause for bondage why this world sansara is created and why this birth happens krishna describes in the next verse all the impressions the papa punya all they occur in the anatma and they are the cause for sansara he says vibhu that omnipresent consciousness the brahma na adatte kasyachit papam nacha evam sukrutam vibhu he says does not carry anyone's sins or good deeds it is asanga it is unattached agnanena avrutam gnanam the self knowledge atmagnana is obscured by this ignorance avidya or the maya tena muhyanti jantavah which is the cause for the attachment or the bondage for all the human beings and that's the final solution for all our miseries lie within us to know that we are the completely fulfilled self and this self knowledge of our true self is the only way to remove the ignorance of our false self and to illuminate our true self krishna in the next shloka describes this uh praises the self knowledge and gives an example of the sun he says gnananatu tadach gnanam esham nashitam atmanah one whose self ignorance is destroyed by the self knowledge adityavach gnanam thus as the sunlight destroys the darkness which is swaprakasha prakashayati tatparam and for them this entire 
Sense knowledge eliminates the internal consciousness because it is Paraprakasha, not just it is Swaprakasha, it illuminates itself, but it illuminates as a Satchit Ananda Swarupa, it illuminates his eternity. This knowledge is supreme and there is no alternative to knowledge in Vedanta. Actions are important as they help us remain occupied, help us cleanse ourselves and help us to help others. And here Bhagwan gives the example of a son. A son is always there. Our true self always ever exists, never gets changed or gets destroyed. And we need to know this reality of our true self. And all of us are eligible for this self-knowledge provided we desire and have some proper understanding to wisely discriminate Viveka, the detachment towards a material reality, Vairagya. And this is not an easy task and needs a spiritual pursuit with discipline to understand and assimilate this knowledge in our life. And this pursuit of knowledge, the Jnana Sadhana and its benefits, the Jnana Phala is described in the next shloka. Bhagavan says, Tad Buddhaya, Tadatmanaha, surrender to the Supreme and aspire to be one with the Self by weeding out all our doubts. Tanishta, firm resolve to change our sanskaras, Tad Parayanaha, constantly being engaged in Brahma or Divinity as our final goal. Gnana Nirdhuta Kalmashaha, once all the impurities are washed away by the self-knowledge, apunaravruttim gachanti, the, the benefit or the result is that we achieve liberation. We do not have to come back to this earth again and again. The pursuit of knowledge needs a disciplined lifestyle with perseverance, involved with the study of the scriptures, trying to understand what scriptures say, and then assimilate in life. This needs a learned guru who can decipher the real meaning of the scriptures, the first step is to listen to the words of Vedanta, Shravana, from a learned Guru. Then there are many obstacles that occur on this journey. One of the main obstacles are the doubts which occur as there is a dichotomy between my experience and what Vedanta tells me. This has to be removed by an internal process of contemplation which is called Manana by the use of logic which is in accordance to the logic given in the scriptures rather than my own logic. And the third and the final step is to assimilate this knowledge into our life by Vedantic meditation called Nididhyasana. So that this knowledge presides in our life and all our responses in life happen based on this knowledge. And this knowledge washes off all the impurities of our mind and shows us our true nature which is still awareness. This wise man who is completely free demonstrates a completely different vision an attitude which Krishna describes in the next words. He says the wise have an equanimous vision. They have a samatva drashti. Pandita samadarshinaha. He says this wise sees only oneness everywhere. In the vidya vinaya sampanna brahmane, the knowledgeable and the humble brahman, in the cow, the elephant, the dog and the outcast. The vision of the wise person is on the one tattva that pervades in the world which is the substratum of all the existence. And upon this tattva, there are many perceived identifications, manifestations of the names and the forms, which creates the different shapes and the forms of different animals and humans. Most people have a vision of seeing all the differences in this world, consisting of the names and the forms. Whereas the wise man sees the universal tattva as all-pervading within all the beings and all the animals. The wise man does not perceive the differences based on the three gunas, but perceives the oneness which transcends the three gunas. And it depends on our own vision whether to see one 
or many superimpositions. This should be our essential goal of life. The goal of life is to have the sameness of vision, the samatva darshana. Ihaivatairjita sargaha. He says, those who have won over this world here, yesham samyastita manaha. He says, those whose minds have been firmly established in the one, the samaswaru brahma, nirdosham hi samam brahma. Because Satchidanand brahma is nirdosha, is innocent, without any blemish, and is sama, is same. Tasmate Brahmanistitaha. Therefore, one who is firmly established in Samatva is firmly rooted in Brahma. So Krishna shows that what is a true vision to be able to see the one everywhere, which is the same Sarvatra Samatva Darshana. This vision dissolves all the differences by the right understanding. The internal understanding is to avoid undue importance to the worldly things or objects and being equipoised in any and all situations. And this is a central message of Bhagavad Gita. The entire spiritual journey is also for having this kind of a balanced vision, Samatva. The spiritual journey first must start with the understanding that all the change that needs to happen, needs to happen within myself and nowhere outside. This approach is therefore called inner engineering or inside-out approach. The outer world keeps changing. Most of the situations in the world are not under my control. On the other hand, my mind is under my control. I can decide to remain calm, summer, in midst of all the chaos of the daily life. My goal should be my peace of mind and this is my responsibility and no one else's. How can we achieve that Samatva attitude in our life? How can we have this balanced approach in life? Krishna describes in the next shloka. He says, Priyam prapya na prahashyet. After getting one, what one likes does not get too elated. Apriyam prapya na udvijet. And after not getting what something that we don't like, if someone does not get too upset. Stira buddhihi. One whose intellect is focused. Asammudaha, one who has no attachments, Brahma with Brahmanistitaha, only such a wise man can become firmly established in self-knowledge. Krishna describes the internal attitude of the wise person who is seated in Samatva. They have a balanced approach to life, they take success and failure in the same stride and this internal attitude is possible only because their intellect is focused and their mind is calm. By reducing these dualities and accepting them as they are, their mind remains composed during the daily situations. Such a person who does not have any attachments or delusion becomes eligible to understand the self-knowledge. Samatva does not mean to be emotionless, niras, but is an art to avoid the extremes of emotions and to get over the negative emotions soon. We need to learn how to manage our emotions by keeping our head above our heart. And this balanced approach, Samatva, teaches us to live in the present moment, now, and not brood over our past, and neither to have too much of anxiety for the future. The wise person, the Gnani, has no identification with his body and thus has no attachments, he is Nirmoha. And what is that real happiness? Krishna alludes to this in the next few verses. He says, real happiness means to have inner bliss. He says, one who is unattached to the happiness by the outer sense contact. 
विंडत्यात्मनी यत सुखम यू ऑप्टेन्स एट इटर्नल हैप्पीनेस इन वन्स ओन सेल्फ सब्रह्म योग युक्त आत्मा दैट बैलेंस पर्सन हु इज फर्मली कनेक्टेड विद द डिवाइन सुखम अक्षयम अश्नुते एक्सपीरियंसेस एवरलास्टिंग हैप्पीनेस और डिवाइन ब्लिस कृष्णा टॉक्स अबाउट टू टाइप्स ऑफ हैप्पीनेस वन दैट इज ऑप्टेन फ्रॉम द आउटर कांटेक्ट ऑफ द सेंस ऑर्गन्स विद द ऑब्जेक्ट्स ऑफ दिस वर्ल्ड इंक्लूडिंग पर्संस this happiness is external happiness derives from the objects and this is called vishaya sukha the other one is the inner happiness which is our own true nature and this happiness is derived from within and this is called brahma sukha upanishad says happiness is within you you don't need to look outside for happiness the outer object oriented happiness the vishaya sukha is experienced by achieving something in life and this is oriented towards material happiness on the other hand the inner bliss is achieved by the right understanding does not require us to give up our but does require us to give up our misconceptions to give up our dogmas our wrong beliefs and only then we can understand our true self the atma sukha thus a seeker on this path needs to learn to let go and then only expect to achieve something meaningful Krishna shows the ephemeral nature of the sense pleasures he says the sense pleasures are deprecated because it gives pain yehi sansparsha jab hoga he says the pleasures obtained by the contact with the senses with the objects dukha yo naya evate they are the cause for miseries only by indulgence by over indulgence without restraint adyantavanta kaunteya ho arjuna they come and go they are all transient nateshu ramate butaha the wise people do not indulge in them krishna strongly rebukes us not to overindulge in the sensory pleasures alone in his view sense pleasures are a cause for pain krishna also gives another reason for not pursuing sense pleasures endlessly he says the happiness they give is very transient ishwara has created a creation srushti or this world jagata which is full of happiness which is sukhada while the humans achieve by their own judgments by their labels by their strong choices raga dvesha strong likes dislikes insistence their obsessions they have converted this beautiful creation into a world seen only by our own lens sansara which creates all the miseries the dukha and that's why krishna now says one who controls his desires and his anger is truly happy he says sasuki naraha it describes gives a definition who is a truly a happy person one who is capable of controlling in this lifetime before this body comes to an end kama krodod bhavam vegam the force of the desires and anger sayuktaha that person is a real yogi krishna defines what is true happiness in life what is true success in life he says one who controls his her incessant desires and anger is a truly happy person he clearly means that true happiness does not come from outside from material objects or from people the main mischief mongers are our own inner mind which creates the desires one after the other and when they are not fulfilled due to some reason it leads to anger we need to control this force of desires and anger which is indeed a great force it is here we need self restraint it is in this job krishna says we should not postpone and do it in this lifetime itself 
not only they create a lot of disturbances within us, but they also invite other vices such as delusion, moha, greed, loba, pride, mada, and jealousy, matsarya. Thus Krishna says we need more efforts to control these big enemies of ours. Krishna says one who controls this force of anger and desires is a truly happy person. And this kind of natural restraint is found only in the knowledgeable yogis, the wise people, the man with wisdom. Now Krishna describes the attributes of the wise in the next few verses, how the culmination of the Sankhya Yogi and what are their attributes. Those who surely have Anta Sukha, they are happy in their own inner self, Anta Aramaha, their peace is also inside, Anta Jyotirhi, their light of knowledge is also inside. That Yogi, one who is with, one with the Brahman, Brahman Nirvana Madhigachati achieves the liberation or the moksha. Krishna is now describing the understanding of the wise man who is deeply rooted in wisdom. This understanding is attributed to the self-knowledge where they clearly know that their own self is the bliss form. They do not seek pleasure from the outer objects and that they have a sense control which has become very natural. Though they do have natural desires common to all, they are able to scrutinize them and fulfill only the simple desires for their living but do not crave for material possessions at any cost as they understand the reality of the existence. And how do such enlightened people live in this world? Rushayaha, one who are these kind of rushis, those who have seen the tattva, sarva bhuta hiterataha, live for the betterment of all, yatatmanaha, their mind and senses are under control, chinnadveda, all their doubts have been destroyed, kshinakalmashaha, their sins have been washed away, brahmanirvanam lavante, and such rushis achieve the freedom, the moksha. Such enlightened rushi live a non-violent, selfless life for the betterment of the humanity. For the seeker, for the sadhak or an aspirant on the path, these are like goals to emulate. Coming to the end of the fifth adhyaya, Krishna summarizes the steps of the spiritual journey. He says, Kama krodha vyuktanam, one who becomes devoid of the desires and the anger. Yatinam, one who constantly puts efforts. Yatachetasam, one whose mind is naturally balanced, Sahaja Sanyama, Viditatmanam, one who knows truly his own self, Abhitaha, Brahman Nirvanam Vartate, from all sides achieves and lives in eternal peace. Now the last three shlokas are the link to the sixth adhyaya, which is the path to self-restraint, Atma Sanyama Yoga by meditation, Dhyana Yoga. The subject of the sixth adhyaya is Vedantic meditation, Nididhyasana, which helps us to assimilate this knowledge into our life, to make it aparoksha, directly experienced, so that all our opposite impressions, the viparit sanskaras, are nullified and the knowledge becomes firmly assimilated in our life. The subject of the 27th shloka is meditation, the dhyana mirupan, 28th is who should be the dhyata, the meditator, and finally in the 29th shloka, the goal is described what is the dhyaya of our meditation. What is meditation in brief? Krishna describes by Hans Parshan Bahikrutva, keeping all the outer objects outside during meditation. Chakshu Chaivantare Bruvoho, and focus our eyes in the center of the eyebrows. Prana Prana Samokrutva, he says, by keeping the prana and apana in balance, Nasabhyantara Charinav, by keeping the breath in balance. In this verse, Krishna describes how meditation is performed. In meditation, the outer object should remain outside, meaning the mind should not keep thinking about the material objects. There is a close relationship between the breath and the mind. If we want to quieten our mind, it is better to quieten our breath 
control our breath by pranayama and this in turn will quieten our mind the breathing techniques of relaxation like pranayama heals us to modulate our mind and make it quite calm and this can become conducive for meditation in the next shloka krishna describes who is the ideal meditator the dhyata that muni one whose intellect and his mind is under control yata indriya mana buddhi moksha parayana whose goal of life is to become free vigata ichha bhaya krodha one who has let gone all the desires fears and anger yah sada mukta eva saha such a person becomes ever free from all the bondage becomes jivan mukta meditation is for the person who is contemplative who is more internally driven antarmukha whereas an outwardly person driven personality bahirmukha has a lot of difficulty in meditation a certain level of self restraint is necessary if one wants to pursue meditation as sadhana and this helps to improve our concentration during meditation our lifestyle should also be conducive to meditation for one hour of meditation one has to change the rest 23 hours of his or her own life coming to the final shloka of the fifth adhyaya krishna describes the goal of meditation the dhyaya and sopatik dhyana he describes this form bhuktaram yagna tapasam he says one who is the beneficiary of the yagna and the tapa sarva loka maheshwaram and one who knows this as the lord as of all the beings surudam sarva bhutanam as a friend of all the beings gnatva mam shantim ruchyati by knowing me in this way one achieves eternal bliss bhagwan says krishna describes his sopadik swarupa his form divinity as a final goal for meditation and by knowing ishvara in this way one achieves eternal peace by being one with the divine and this is possible only by the knowledge of the oneness the aikya gnana and this gives the eternal peace of oneness in samadhi coming to the end of the fifth adhyaya of shri bhagavad gita om tat sata iti shrimad bhagavad gitasu upanishatsu ब्रह्म योगशास्त्रे श्रीकृष्णाजुन संवाद कर्म संयासो नाम पंचमोध्याय थैंक यू फॉर लिसनिंग टू दिस एपिसोड इन द सीरीज ट्रांसफॉर्म योर लाइफ बाय अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ भगवद गीता दिस इज योर होस्ट संजीव होप यू हैव गेन्ड बाय द शेयरिंग For more detailed understanding please visit YouTube channel S Haribakti it's one word S H A R I B H A K T I where you will find multiple adhyaya videos arranged in respective playlists or you could join WhatsApp learning group the Bhagavad Gita study group where we do a guided in-depth study of Bhagavad Gita over one year period do send me an email request on S Haribakti it's one word at the rate gmail.com so i can share a link for you to join this group thank you